From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The pandemic has taken a toll on healthcare workers, including aides and technicians, doctors and nurses, and others. Many are working longer than usual hours in facilities that are more crowded than normal, all while a deadly virus circulates throughout the community. It's been a rough several months. Here with me to talk about self-care and ways to help those essential workers is Dr. Koshal Nanavati. He's the Assistant Dean of Wellness at Upstate, an Assistant Professor of Family Medicine, and the Medical Director of Integrative Therapy. He's also a frequent guest on HealthLink on Air. Thank you for being here, Dr. Nanavati. Thank you for having me, Amber. I appreciate it. So let me ask for your advice. Someone who's getting off duty after... 12 or 15 hours working, they're tired, they're hungry, they're full of all the stress from the, the last 12 or 15 hours. What can this person do for themselves? I think it's a great question. I didn't realize that you saw me leaving work yesterday. Um, <laughs> just kidding, actually. Uh, there are people who I know work a lot harder than and a lot longer hours than I do as well. And we appreciate all of the efforts of all of our community members, both outside and inside the health system. Uh, during this pandemic, uh, I think it's really important for people to understand some of the fundamentals of self-care. Uh, and part of it is a mindset, which is to take time to reflect on what you just did, which was provide great service into the community, uh, you know, literally giving your heart uh, to take care of our community members. And I think when we have reflection and even take a few minutes to reflect, and even just simply something called what we call an appreciation audit. Think about three things that were positive uh, in your life or for that day. And you can do that three times a day. So even on a long shift, you can take a few minutes just to reflect on what you've just done in helping somebody find comfort in their life. And that helps to take that weight off of us at times, uh, especially when outcomes aren't always positive. We sometimes get stuck there. Uh, and what we realize is that all of us feel all the emotions, anger, fear, sadness, uh, frustration, guilt, remorse. Um, and that's human to feel those feelings. Over time, what we can practice is not letting that soak in so much that that becomes kind of the flavor of our soup of life. And so how do we bring ourselves back? And that's with looking at a lot of the positives in our life, our relationships, our loved ones, and reflecting on what meaning and purpose uh, our work actually brings to our community. So that sounds like something, you know, a person could make that sort of part of their habit as they're commuting or, or getting home from work, just to take that time to, to think about that. Yeah, I think that's great, actually. That's a great point, which is, you know, uh, a lot of times what I tell my patients is take about 10 minutes in the morning or even before you get into work, uh, you can even just sit in the car if you want to or in this cold weather, get inside, but don't quite go into your station and just take, you know, 10 minutes or even 10 deep breaths just to breathe in nice and slow, breathe out even slower. Uh, and by doing that, it has a calming effect. But in the morning before your shift, you can set your intention for the day, right? Mine tends to be to give and to receive love unconditionally. People think about words like kindness. Uh, compassion, whatever word comes to your mind that you want to share as part of your work efforts for the day. And at the end of the shift, what you can think about is take about 10 minutes or even 10 deep breaths to express gratitude for the day that was at work, 
for the opportunity to be able to serve that we have uh, and for the gift of the relationships that we have at work and the support that we get, uh, everything from leadership to more importantly, our peers uh, and the impact that we have on them and they have on us. In fact, this morning, um, you know, I sometimes post on some of the social media and this morning, uh, the post was actually very simple, which was to put a smile on, to make eye contact and to say good morning when you get to work, right? Uh, and the same thing can be said when we leave work, which is to put a smile on, make eye contact, and wish somebody a good evening or a good day, right? In doing that, not only are we sharing something positive, but in that moment, we feel it too, because putting a smile on, even if you fake it, lowers cortisol, the stress hormone, boosts serotonin, which is our feel-good chemical. Neat. Well, let me ask you, everyone's home situation is different, of course. We have some people with strong support systems and then some people who have to be other people's support systems. So in terms of self-care, are there things a person can do for himself or herself that will help the home be a place where they can relax and recharge? You know, I mean, I, I really appreciate this question, Amber. And, you know, I, I guess I'm going to say it on air, too. I appreciate you in these interviews because... You know, you ask the questions that really matter. I mean, that's a real issue that so many people deal with, uh, which is either having more responsibility when you go home uh, or figuring out how to connect and kind of unwind, de-stress, bring your mind to that space versus this space. And what it requires is getting a little bit of closure. And you brought up the commute home. For some people, it may be as little as a walk for five minutes. For others, it may be an hour-long drive. But during that time, uh, it's important to reflect, uh, and it's also important to recognize that we're ending this phase of the day, we're bringing closure to it, uh, and so that we can kind of leave it there and then bring our mind and our attention to that next period, next phase, right? Uh, in healthcare settings, it's sort of like when you're in the room with one patient, you want your mind to be there and give them 100% of your attention, and then in the next space with the next person, you have to kind of get closure before you move on to the next space. And that's a practiced art. Uh, so for people, when they get home, one of the important things, a lot of times people think, you know, I work so hard. I just wish I could go home and, you know, it could be valued versus, you know, putting the baby in my hand and saying, oh, here you go, you're home, right? Or take out the trash or when's dinner going to be ready? Uh, and the one of the pearls is when we get home, simple thing we can also do is ask the others in our home how their day was, right? It's a great opportunity to connect and to also recognize that there's value on both sides of that equation, right? So, you know, when people work in a healthcare setting um, or in any out-of-home out work environment, uh, and I'll give an example of my wife and I. My wife, uh, you know, has been work, staying at home uh, and raising our son. And so when I get home, it's easy for somebody to say, well, you know, he works outside the home. Well, you know what? Building a happy home is an important and difficult job as well. And so there's value in everything that people are doing. And when we recognize that value and bring that to the fore in conversation, now they're also more interested in asking how your day went. And so, you know, this is a classic saying of, you know, give more of what you want and you'll get more of what you want in return. Uh, and in this case, it's about acknowledging and appreciating the people at home when you get there. And just by simply doing that, again, 
smile, make contact, and ask them how their day was. And it'll be amazing how the communication uh, is much more congenial, but also respectful in both directions. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Koshal Nanavati. He's the Assistant Dean of Wellness at Upstate, and we're talking about self-care for healthcare workers during the pandemic. Why is it that sometimes when a person is really tired, that's the hardest time that it is to fall asleep? So we would think so. And, you know, we talk about, I'm so tired, I can't even get to sleep. And some of that has to do with hormonal shifts in the body uh, between things like dopamine and epinephrine and serotonin and the impact and cortisol and what they have as an impact. And that's also why uh, we want to try to create routines and patterns for ourselves uh, so that we don't get to that level. The other point is actually that sometimes, and some people in the listening audience may find themselves doing this, is you're really tired, but you don't want to go to sleep because you want those moments because you feel like, you know what, I wake up and I just work so many hours, I just need time to unwind. But sometimes that can actually be an early sign of burnout as well. Uh, and so what we're actually doing, in a sense, is avoiding the thing that's going to be coming and hoping that we can extend this period a little bit longer. Right. So accepting our routine and that's where, you know, expectation and acceptance are very interesting because when we have expectations, sometimes we set ourselves up and when we start to accept that in this phase, this is what's going to happen. So during COVID, our routines have changed. And because early on, many of us had an expectation that, oh, this won't be around for too long, you know, and so we kept expecting it to end, wanting, wishing it to end. Uh, and so we kept getting frustrated that the endpoint wasn't there. The endpoint wasn't there versus recognizing I've just got to focus on today uh, and I've got to focus on taking care of my own self and my health. You mentioned self-care, right? So the principles of the core four that we've talked about on this program are paramount, optimizing your nutrition, right? Uh, getting physical activity and exercise. In fact, it's a great way to de-stress and also to create a nice hormone balance in the body that allows us to get better sleep, focusing on the things that we can do something about. We can't fix everything in the world, but what we can do is start with ourselves, right? I like to say a tree without roots provides very little shade. And so at least we can root ourselves in our own health. And when we do that, especially as healthcare providers, we're able to take care of more in a healthy manner versus feeling stressed and burnt out ourselves, right? Uh, and that leads to more contentment and a greater sense of peace, even during a distressing time such as this. Um, you know, and for me, I've had a lot of peace during this time in many ways, and people laugh and say, what are you talking about? And what I tell them is usually in healthcare, we're trying to do what we can to make it happen for the person to help them achieve their goals, their sense of peace and contentment. During COVID, the rules have been pretty straight for everybody, my parents, my wife, my son, my patients, my staff, you know, physical distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands, right? And be respectful, not just of others, but of yourself. Uh, and so that's made it so much easier because it's consistency that's been required of us. And that's something that we're learning during this time as well. You know, you made a good point about uh, when this started. I mean, we still don't know how much longer this is going to be. So it's like we're in the middle of a, a marathon or an ultra marathon, but we don't know where the finish line is. So it's the whole idea of having to keep, you know, your stamina and you and you can't just say, oh, it's only three more miles. I, we don't know how much longer this would be. 
Well, and when we accept this as reality and more importantly, recognize that, you know, most often in life, we don't go back to who we were. We become something new based on our living experience, you know? So the day I walked out of my high school, I didn't go back and nor have I been the same person since, right? And the same thing goes uh, with COVID, which is this experience has shifted a lot. The way in which healthcare is delivered, the way in which we value things. So, you know, more people are valuing meaningful relationships and, you know, the health of their themselves and their loved ones, even more so than the material things in life. And what we realize is for a lot of those material things, we didn't really need them as much as we thought we did because we've been able to manage without them. And that being said, we've also seen so much distress in terms of job loss, financial ruin, a lot of things that have affected a majority uh, uh, and actually a, a large population uh, within our United States and around the world. And so we have to, as a society, reconfigure where we place value, what we teach the next generation in terms of creating a meaningful, purposeful life, one that's supportive of our community members versus one that, you know, uh, teaches you to, you know, step on each other, get to where you want to go. So going from the me culture to the we culture, I think COVID has really done something to teach us a lot about that. In the very little bit of time we have left, I wanted to ask, have you talked with healthcare colleagues about how they're coping emotionally with the pandemic? I, I wonder what sorts of emotions they're feeling. I think, you know, healthcare workers are people too. I mean, it's a nice statement to say. And the reality is, is that uh, amongst healthcare workers, all emotions have been experienced, you know, fear, anger, frustration, sadness, grief, uh, hope, um, all of those things. And there's, you know, there's no one thing that everybody does. And it's really a menu of offerings, if you think about it, for self-care and well-being, uh, which is to say, what brings you a better sense of contentment what brings you a better sense of health and well-being? Those are the things you want to do, whether it's listening to music, dancing, exercising, writing, making a phone call, connecting with somebody. Uh, any and all of those things can bring value at different times. And whatever you feel that's healthy, I think is important. Dysfunctional behaviors have been seen also, including you know, increased alcohol consumption, um, increased, uh, you know, whether it be smoking or other illicit substance use. And unfortunately, those are the behaviors that don't lead to great outcomes, uh, not only at work, but in, in people's lives. And so I encourage people to look at the healthy approaches that they can take and start being consistent with them because that's how habits are formed. Thank you to Dr. Koshal Nanavati, the Assistant Dean of Wellness and an Assistant Professor of Family Medicine and Director of Integrative Therapy at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.